brought to you ad-free thanks to all our wonderful patrons. You can help us keep the show going by joining us at patreon.com slash shonenflop. And welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga and shonen jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. I'm Laura. Laura, thank you for joining us. Uh, before you introduce yourself, let me just give the audience a quick heads up. Next week, we're going to be covering Hi-Fi Cluster. So if you'd like to read along with us, be sure to join the discussion in the Discord and submit your six-word summary. You can find a link to it in our episode description and our website, shonenflop.com. But more importantly, Laura, thank you so much for joining us. Do you mind telling the audience a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Laura. I, uh, I'm an animator and I make music and these guys nice. found me through piecemeal and they're really cool and I'm here now. Oh, thank you. You're pretty cool, too. Oh, thanks. David's not that cool. Oh, man. Oh, OK. But, you know, if we told you that you are our second guest who is an animator that had a One Piece podcast, would you be surprised? Not very much. No. <laughs> <laughs> Now that I say that, there's probably a large overlap of people who like One Piece that are animators. <laughs> I know animators that hate One Piece. I know animators that One Piece is their whole world. But more often than not, they like One Piece, I would say. <laughs> Most people do. One Piece is good. Hot take. Hot take, One yeah. Piece is pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. That's awesome. So what would you say, though, is the most interesting thing you've realized about One Piece since you started your podcast? Oh, geez. Like something I didn't know before until the podcast. Like, yeah, I'm assuming you guys are both familiar with the series. What series? The the, the one with the pirates. Anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am 100% caught up on One Piece. Oh, cool. I'm not. Oh, yeah. Treasure Island. Or, right? Yeah. yeah. Or... Treasure Planet. Yeah. Yeah. Disney yeah, 2003. Nah, Treasure Planet. Oh, that was a good movie. It was, was a good movie. Really anyway. good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, please continue. Real good continue. animation. But yeah, anyway. There's one very, very early. This is still in East Blue, but there was a part where they show a flashback with Calavador beating up someone, like hurting, intending that they break their jaw. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that was Morgan in a flashback till um, Tyler, the one who ran the podcast, brought that up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Did not realize that at all. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, that's really cool. Yeah. It's still crazy. Don Creek has never shown up again in One Piece or Captain Karu. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Captain Kuro. Yeah. I still love the fucking dude from My Hero Academia had it where everybody drew their favorite One Piece character and he drew Don Krieg. And I was mean, <laughs> like, who the fuck is that guy? That's funny. Like, that's the one thing he forgot, Don Krieg. People were so excited because they thought Gein was going to show up again because, you know, all of Kaido's guys have, like, names, so Gein Rummy, which also isn't how you say that, but close enough. Because so people are like, oh, who, who, who's who? Maybe he's Gein. And you're like, nope, he's just, nope. All right. He's just a guy. <laughs> just a guy doing his best. <laughs> just like this author. So why don't we get into manga details, where for the second week of a row, we have an established guest telling us about the manga details. So let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Laura, take it away. Well, the author is Hideo Shinkai, and he is famous for Lightwing, a soccer series that ran for 21 chapters. It's apparently mid, according to you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's what Maxi um, B said. <laughs> <laughs> Maxi B is our wonderful manga historian. Like, uh, legitimately, he's a manga historian, and he does awesome. research for us. Yeah, so he also is British, and he has a great sense of humor. So <laughs> he pretty much wrote in British humor, saying this, ser- this series was mid. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just... <laughs> He wrote this in British, like uh, the next English. Yeah. Yeah. Like his next series is called Soul, but there's not supposed to be a U there. It's just he's British. So he added in the U. (laughs) Uh, But please continue. And another work is Soul Catchers, which is a music Mm -hmm. series that kept changing magazines. Apparently pretty good. It is 89 chapters long. Wow. Mm hmm. 
and Instant Detective Hiromeki Hayao is nine chapters mystery series for kids. Was an assistant for Araki <laughs> of Cool Shock BT and Bao fame. I, I am familiar with Bao. I watched that, uh, the OVA well. Oh, back. really? Yeah. Uh, Jordan, there's some other thing Araki made, right? Yeah, was, oh man, wasn't it? Gorgeous Irene, that's right. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan was like, that fuck, one. what's that other series Araki did? That's not the one that <laughs> yeah, everyone was... knows about. Exactly. In particular, he worked on part seven of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Ooh, aka oh, the second best part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure after part four. Part four is my favorite too. Part four is so Giga good. Chad. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> good, good selection. Yeah. And then, Laura, there's a very interesting connection with the series we're going to be reading next next week. So you might tell the audience. Ipe Goto of Hi-Fi Cluster fame worked for him. Yeah. So we're having a little bit of a connection. I wonder how long a line we can make of failed manga artists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blast Maxi B. He can f- make our schedule for the rest of the Oh, week. my God. I feel like that would drive him insane. I think he'd like to challenge. Yeah, I was just going to say maybe. If yeah. Maxi B, if you're listening to this, I'll let you know. Or I'll leave it to you to tell us if you want to do that. It's up to you, my friend. And then, um, do you mind just telling us, by the way, what, how long it ran and what it replaced and what it was replaced by? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it ran from February 21st, 2002 to September 5th, 2002. This was very recent. 2022. 2022. Yes. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> 2002. Whoops. It's okay. This series was not a flop. It, it, it ran for 20 fucking years. Longest running Shonen Jump series. <laughs> It's still mid. Anyway, yeah. it ran from February 21st, 2022 to September 5th, 2022. This is very recent. It replaced Dr. Stone, kind of, because it was ending. I didn't know it was ending. Uh, and it was replaced by Ginka and Gluna, which I'm not familiar with. I don't know what Neither. that is. I, it's brand new, because the series literally got canceled like a week, two weeks ago. Yeah. How many chapters was it? It was 27 chapters, so three volumes. Yep. So part of the three volume club. Not U19, unfortunately, Jordan. No, this got more chapters than it definitely needed. 26 more chapters than it needed. I would argue if they still wanted to tell this story, they could get away with three. Yes. And Laura, (laughs) thank you for reading out the manga details. But on the note of what happened in those chapters, let's get into Jordan's wonderful plot summary. Very sorry you had to write it for this series. Raisuke is an average guy whose life is saved one day by a superheroine with a dump truck ass named Kareri. She's an Earth child, someone with telekinetic powers who exists as the quote-unquote Earth's immune system, whatever the fuck that means, <laughs> and works for a government agency called Waste. And reader, just so you know, that is capital W, lowercase A-S-T, capital E. Kareri and Raisuke fall in love. They get married and they have a baby when, oh no, David and asteroid just appears to to destroy the planet. They can't blow up the asteroid. So Kareri flies her ship into it and blows it up, even though they, you know, they just said that they couldn't do that. Right as she made impact, baby Momoru revealed that he has telekinesis and is an Earth child, too. Uh, She didn't die, though. She actually got fused to a rock and is now floating in space like cars from part two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Waste confronts Raisuke and violently demands that he give them Mamoru until he reveals that actually he loves his son. The guy who runs Waste is then moved to tears by how good of a guy Raisuke is. So instead they reveal that they want to save Kareri, but the government won't let them until Raisuke reveals that he loves his wife. The head of Waste is moved to tears by how good of a guy Raisuke is. So they agree to save Kareri. Then they demand that Mamoru be forcibly aged 10 years to be strong enough to help. Raisuke reveals that he loves his his wife and his son 
Waste guy cries how good person he is and don't they don't do it. They gotta save her now or else she's gonna die. Popcorn David! Jordan's brain cells are just killing themselves while he's reading out this plot summary. (laughs) Then Albert shows up to talk about complete global saturation. (laughs) He's a previous Earth child who's weak now and can't do shit. He walks around saying he's the main character because he was bullied and that's what his brother told him before sacrificing himself for him. Every Earth child has a big moment where they sacrifice themselves and die, except for all the ones that we meet in the manga. Since the government won't let them invent a cool space rocket, Albert and Rice could go to space somehow, planning on using Pomero's psychic powers to save Karen. They encounter poor <laughs> <laughs> Pui, <laughs> who is racist against Earth children. That needs to be capitalized so it makes sense. Oh, okay. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Until she finds out that Rice K loves his family and she is moved to tears by how good of a person he is. And Barry, who is drawn in a totally different art style from everyone else. (laughs) They see Karen, but worry that Mamoru doesn't know who she is as a rock and can't help. There's no time. So they decide to go all the fucking way back to Earth and meet Karen's (laughs) shitty fucking parents who erased all their memories of her death and are moved to tears by how much Rice K loves their daughter. Jesus fucking (laughs) popcorn Laura. (laughs) <laughs> Reisuke goes back to the space station, saves his wife, goes back down, but uh-oh, he had to take his helmet off, so he wound up in limbo where he meets the Earth, who is a schoolgirl with the Earth as a lollipop. She tells Reisuke the future is going to be shitty in the absolute dumbest way if he lives, but he refuses to die, and she's just absolutely blown away by how good of a person he is. A few years pass, and Mamoru is now like seven, going on dangerous missions with his family that we never see. Then the Earth schoolgirl from before shows up and attacks them for some reason. They fight. She tries to manipulate Mamoru, and then the entire family commits suicide so they can talk to Earth in limbo. They tell her that they love each other, and she's so moved that she lets them live. She just can't believe how good they are. More years pass, and Mamoru is graduating elementary school, and that's kind of it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my, it was fucking what a, serious. God, what a fucking mess. <laughs> that's kind of it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. Anyway, let's get into the main character, Rice K. He shits himself in the first chapter. He is super in love with his wife and wants his baby to grow up. Yeah. He's a super wife guy. Total wife guy. Yes. Yes. Wife guy. That's um. That was actually the screen name of the person who made awards for good boys, which is a really great postmodern look into toxic male masculinity. So people should check that out. Oh, cool. He doesn't really have a personality besides really loving his wife and loving his baby. And he's oh, God. Yeah, he doesn't really have much of a personality. He's just like a really good guy. He's the best guy. He's like a really good guy. Holy shit. Nobody else. Can he would have voted for Obama. He would have voted for Barry three times. <laughs> you know something, man? I was wondering, is Barry just like a poorly drawn Barack Obama? <laughs> yes, that's 100 percent Obama. That's what I figured. 100%. Yeah. Does anyone have anything else to say about Rice K? He has nice eyebrows. You're right. (laughs) Yeah. Impeccable eyebrows. They're good. I feel like all the other characters are like, um, are there like to just coach Rice K? Yep. I don't know what else there is to fucking say about him, actually. He's nice K. He's very nice, I guess, <laughs> Kay. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's get into Karen then. I just, I'm too used to calling her Karen, so I don't even know. Jo- nah, it's fine. Uh, Jordan, t- to tell us about the, the dump truck psychic queen. Yeah, so the thing is, one thing you gotta know about Karen is that there's not a single moment when she's on screen where uh, you don't see her ass in at least an adjacent panel. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. 
The funniest moment, though, was at the very end, Kareri and Raisuke are just standing next to next to each other, just looking at Mamoru. It is a completely non-sexual scene. It's like all sweet. And then Kareri's ass crack is just like lovingly yeah. detailed. And like she has like her <laughs> underwear is visible over her pants a lot. She's like sticking her ass out in like, a really <laughs> awkward way. See, here's the thing is like, Laura, are you familiar with Black Clover? Yeah. So you are sorry, um, fucking Black Torch. Oh, Black Torch. I'm not familiar with, but I know Black Clover. So Black Torch, that was the most blatant offer. Just try to draw this one character's ass shots as much oh. as physically possible. But here's the thing. There are two points. One, first of all, he was actually an impeccable ass drawer. He was a lot better at drawing asses. A lot better. You could have told he spent 10,000 hours drawing women's asses. Second, in the author notes, he literally says, I love drawing women's asses and I will do so as much as I possibly can. And you got to give him credit for at least owning the fact that he was doing that. Yeah. This guy clearly is not tries to think he's above it while blatantly sexualizing the only notable female character. I mean, the thing here, it's like, why doesn't she give a fuck that, like, the 10 years of, oh, like, oh my god. We'll get into, we'll get into the issues, Jordan. They're so stupid. Like, first of all, she's the Earth child, which means that she has psychic powers and is the Earth's immune system and stuff. And, you know, she, she's like, I'm gonna give my life to go up to, to go up and stop uh, an asteroid or whatever. And then she supposedly dies, and they're all like, oh, that sucks. Man, we really need an Earth child, so we should raise up Mamoru. You should give him to us. No, no, we shouldn't go save the existing Earth child, who is already like, we've worked with her, we know how she works, and she's doing a good job. Now, fuck her, let her dive it's time for us to get the new earth child like but the entire relationship with the Japanese government and Earth Children made zero fucking sense, but we gotta save that for the negative section. So let's keep going mm -hmm. through. So <laughs> Laura, would you mind telling us about the Babby? What about Babby? Oh, he's Earth Child's son. Yep. And he's a Babby and then he's seven years old. Or something. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and he's super powerful psychic. He's like the kid from Looper. He's very powerful. <laughs> yeah, or he's like, uh, he's like, fuck, Nathan Richards or whatever. Oh, yeah, from the super, fucking... yeah, that's, yeah, that makes it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fantastic Four, yes. Yeah. Fantastic. God, it's so hard to talk about the characters because none of them fucking matter. I just deleted a character from this section because I realized, oh, she didn't matter. Well, the problem isn't even that they don't matter. It's that, like, their personalities switch on a fucking dime and there's no consistency. So it's like, what can I say about Rice or Karen? They're, they act completely different in, like, in, like, every fucking chapter. Yeah, it's just... God. There's nothing that sticks about their personality. At least Mamoru's kind of drawn cute. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. good. Yeah, he he good baby. He didn't fuck up the baby too bad, I guess. And then uh there's Albert, who is beautiful, Earth Child. He's the main character. He is the five fate. His brother died and he got his heart in a way that I didn't really understand, and I just didn't want to really take the time. Yeah, what the fuck did that mean? I somehow got like a heart transplant. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me explain how Alf, how Albert's brother died, because it's the dumbest. It's insane. So Albert is just like on a mission underground or whatever. And then literally out of nowhere, I'm dead serious. They say this suddenly a black hole just appears. They don't know why it just happens. And then Albert gets like messages from the Earth who's telling him, hey, you're about to die. So make all your powers into like an orb and throw it into the black hole. And then Albert's brother just rushes over, grabs the orb and then dives into the fucking black hole. It's the stupidest fucking thing. Yeah, I didn't quite understand that. And then somehow he got his heart. Yeah. 
the stuff that happens here is so stupid, it's hard to describe, but it's like he mentions, but my destroyed heart was replaced by my brother's heart. Like it felt like we were missing like a whole page where his heart got destroyed. Yeah. But they just don't explain it. They don't explain a lot of things, but above all, they don't explain fucking the shit with Terra. So, Laura, why don't you tell us about literally the planet Earth as a character? Yes, really. Terra is the Earth that we live on. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently they actually sell the lollipop, which I didn't know, and evil. And he hates alive Earth children, but we really don't know why. She's just like, I'm going to be evil because the plot needs a villain. Yeah, like, hey, you're here to help me. Uh, fuck that. I'm going to kill you. How dare you try and have a happy life with your child? She gets Raisuke. He's about to die. And she's like explaining the future if he lives. And it's like, if you live, then the entire world will split into two parties. One of them supporting Karen and the other supporting Mamoru. And then they're going to go to war against each other. Do you want that? And it's like, nobody knows who the Earth's children are. What are you talking about? There's only one. Well, now there's, I guess, two at this point. But there's three because one's still alive. Albert's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're they're like uh, slayers from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where it's like when one of them dies, another one just gets created. And if the other one comes back, it's just kind of awkward. I mean, it's like All Might, how he transferred the power, but then he still had like a little bit of the power left. It's weird because he's <laughs> the only All Might, previous All Might user that, or one for all to still be alive. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Except uh, we got we have two Earth children who survived the thing that was like supposedly fated to kill them. I don't fucking know. All right. You know what? You know what? The series is fated to kill me. So why don't we get to why it failed? So, Jordan, uh, I, you did a great job resisting the temptation to go into more details in the character section. So, Jordan, as a treat, tell us what was something that stood out to you that wasn't so good about the series? On a base level, this is like some of the most inept writing I've ever read. <laughs> and inconsistent. <laughs> mm hmm. Like, the author will introduce something and they'll be like, shit, I fucked that up. Let me change it by introducing three more things that fuck everything up. Yep. Like, the one that I think about is um, they reveal suddenly, like, to introduce some drama, Albert just mentions, oh, by the way, me and Karen are both aged up 10 years. Like, when we were babies, we were aged to the age of 10 artificially and then given false memories. Like, have an adult brain almost, yeah. They gave false memories to Karen's parents. I also want to say they said you get the mind of an adult, which is not what being 10 years old is. You're still a child. (laughs) Do they really have something where they could just put it on your head and make you like mature? It's a surgery. It's a full blown like surgery where they just age you up somehow. Oh, God. They take out your old bones and put in new ones that are bigger. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know. And then he turns it down because he saw his baby talk or walk or something. He's like, I don't want to miss all this. But it's like, here's the thing. He should turn it down. That's fucked up. Yeah. I, but it introduces a ton of insane shit. Like, first of all, the author basically initially set has all these uh, government agents say like, oh, we took Karen and we raised her and like trained her and we want to do the same to to her son. And then they reveal, oh, Karen actually has parents who love her. But so what happened was uh, we actually implanted memories that made them forget that they allowed Karen to go through the 10 
10 year uh, growth thing. So they don't realize that that happened. And then when Karen sacrificed herself to save the earth, they were like, no, this is too painful. We want to forget that our daughter died to save the planet. Please erase it and make us think that she died in a plane crash. And yeah, also not the fact that it means that her parents ages are really weird because they're like yeah. 60 years old, but her daughter aged 10 years instantly. Does that yeah. mean that uh, Karen was like 12 when they got married? It sounds like they become mentally 18 years old and have the body of a 10 year old. That's so fucked. Oh, my God. <laughs> Someone should have been like, this is the stupidest fucking idea. The government agencies, the agencies are all like so nice here. Right. They're all like, no, you have to do this. Well, actually, you know what? You've shown me the error of my ways. You're a good person. And so I'm going to help you by uh, overcoming this barrier that I guess I just could have overcome the whole time. Like, oh, my. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> Uh, Laura, what's something about this that we haven't mentioned yet, though? Because, oh, my God, um, we could talk for an hour about how fucked up that surgery idea was. So what was something that stood out to you that you also thought was badly handled? Well, let's think for a bit. Uh, <laughs> uh... Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Laura had like a board of like things that were terrible and they all point to the age surgery. And she's like trying to go through like what else she had on her corkboard that talks about how fucking stupid the series I mean, was. Look, I put notes on my phone. I'm checking mine, too. It's all right. So why don't, while you guys are looking, let me say that the art gets super weird after the first chapter. Like, it does. It just gets a lot worse. Yeah. Way more inconsistent after the first. The first I actually thought was pretty good. Like, solid. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's here's, not like a un unique style, but it's definitely not bad. Yeah. Here's the thing. This series, if it was a one shot, good. Great. Yeah. Not the best one shot ever. But not bad. But you would be like, I didn't regret reading that. Everything else after the one shot, because this offer, yeah. I'm pretty sure what happens. Shonen Jump was like, fuck, Dr. Stone is ending. We don't have anything. You, uh, that was a good <laughs> one shot. Go make another eight, 28 chapters of that. Probably is what happened. Yeah. And he's like, what? How? Yeah. Dude, they're like, you fucking figure it out, WizKid. Also, like, this guy runs the jokes into the ground so They're jokes? much. Well, okay, the fucking, he does, like, the annoying-ass meta humor with Albert, where he's just like, I'm the main character. Isn't that funny? It's like if we're in a manga. Hey, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you're, like, in a spinoff of the manga. You're, like, the main character of another series. Do you get it? Because this is actually a manga. Do you get it? Oh, my God. It, like, shit like that is just constantly happening throughout the entire entire fucking series it's almost like it's just chronologically completely wrong the way it's presented yeah sometimes like i was like what i was reading in the beginning felt like it should have been like a flashback that was shown later like that's the biggest thing i felt yeah 100 percent, and i i definitely think we'll go into that into where it could have gone yeah 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 two other things one quick thought is there's one earth child technically mm -hmm. why mm -hmm. the fuck was she dealing with petty crime Right? Also very strange. And why the <laughs> fuck do they make it sound like she is disposable? We've seen The Martian. I am pretty sure Japan would easily say we will spend a billion dollars getting our one psychic back. Yeah, yeah, like, it's so stupid. It's like, oh, well, heroes are meant to sacrifice themselves, so we shouldn't try and save her even though she could continue being a hero and we can't shut up about how we need heroes. Yeah, because she's like, technically not dead like she's not dead she's not dead she's just stuck <laughs> direct implication is that if the government thought it was worth it they could have just gone and saved her but it was too expensive 
it was too expensive and uh, we don't want anyone to know about it anyway. And it's like, well, come on. She's on TV all the fucking time. Yeah. She literally Uh, left a message for him so that news would play that message in the first chapter. Everyone is aware she exists. Oh, except when they're not is the thing. (laughs) God, I'm just thinking, though, this would have been like, imagine if Watchmen and they had Dr. Manhattan and he is dealing with petty crime. He's stopping fucking bank robberies. I mean, here's the thing. That is kind of a criticism of Superman, except that he's not usually doing it in the same comic where he's fighting off giant intergalactic evils, you know? The big difference is Superman fights petty crime because it humanizes him and it lets him connect with the people. This is a person who was born a normal human or was grown up in a... Yeah, yeah, just you know what I mean. Go for it. I know you mean. Well, no, but also Superman has way more powers than than Karen does, you know? Like, Karen isn't Superman. Yeah, she has levitation telepathy and she can call the manager at will yeah, exactly Tele- telepathically yes <laughs> I, I also just love how karen's just how like when they're like all right bye karen we're going back down to earth she's like oh bye, bye. Nice see, see you later nice seeing you guys i'm just gonna be up here until i uh, until i eventually stop thinking but by the way one thing we have not discussed at all laura do you mind telling us what the fuck was the motivation of tara <laughs> oh god good question i don't fucking know <laughs> all right yeah i don't fucking know either that was the stupidest written villain i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> it's pretty bad thing I've ever seen. oh my god <laughs> does anyone have any other negatives or should we try? do you remember when, when the earth was like stop attacking my avatar what if i did this and then the author just like stretched a jpeg of her over a wave yeah God. Jesus Christ. Fucking hell. God. All right. But I think we have to talk about some positives. So why don't we move into that section? (laughs) Okay. So Jordan, though, uh, what was something you liked about this series? So the Earth, we were talking about it and we were saying these negative things about her. But that Earth lollipop, I genuinely like that as like a visual metaphor or something. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure you can buy them. Yeah, I saw that you mentioned that, which makes me think that this guy actually didn't come up with it. And it's not actually that uh, that unique. Um, the art is good sometimes. Yeah, there are some times where the the inking's pretty strong. Sometimes this manga is definitely so bad it's good. And that's kind of it. <laughs> <laughs> I like some of the ideas. I don't think their execution is great, but yeah. the idea of having a guy who it's like, my wife is a superhero. I think that's a movie or something. My girlfriend's a superhero. That's a cool idea where you're like power. My super ex-girlfriend. Yeah, my super ex-girlfriend. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's a cool idea where he's a normal guy having to live in a superpower world where his wife, his child both have superpowers and he has to find his purpose in value where he intrinsically is just on a physical level inferior to them is a very interesting idea. And so I wanted to say the offer at least found something to do with that idea, uh, even if the execution was bad. And also, I do like that whole final destination where they have to find loopholes around dying. I I think it's kind of stupid that they have to die. I like it as a concept. (laughs) This is a good concept. It's so stupid. Because again, this was artificially... uh, Sorry, uh, Laura, Laura, say something positive, please. Can't think of anything else. Uh, <laughs> this is a Flora's first time being a guest in the show, and we gave her one of the hardest fucking manga to talk about. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I think we talked about this a bit in the very first like few chapters. Art's pretty solid. Yeah, like, it's actually really good. Perspective's really good, and I thought the environments were pretty solid too. The inking's fantastic, honestly. Mm-hmm. There's definitely more of a sense of place in the beginning than the later parts. Like I felt pretty grounded, unquestionably. Like we said, good inking, pretty damn good inking. That's damn good ink. It is good ink. <laughs> it is. 
And the character designs, like, I don't think they're, like, you know, phenomenal, but they're definitely not, like, terrible, at least in the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. I know, like we said, Barry's kind of just like, okay, but like... <laughs> <laughs> Barry's from a different comic. Yeah, I'm gonna look. <laughs> actually, kind of want to look at it again. Oh god! <laughs> uh, it's not even that he's from a different comic. The author just cannot draw the chin that he gave him. Yeah. He just cannot. It looks real bad. <laughs> but I think though that's a great point. That I would say if you read just the first chapter and pretended yeah. there was nothing else to this series, you would have had a like eight out of ten experience. Yeah, solid. I enjoyed the first chapter. It's honestly, yeah, it could you could have gone somewhere from that. So though, speaking of things that where it could have gone. So let's my move into where it could have gone, where Laura actually has created an entire storyboard for 50 chapters of where she thinks this series could have gone. Whoa, I did. Yeah, congrats. We uh, actually wiped your memory of you doing that. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've actually been more popular for one than one piece for 10 years. And now you don't remember it at all. Yes. I, I'm surprised I haven't made a reference. That is such a genuinely terrifying thought. Yeah, Time Paradox Ghost Rider, David. But yeah, so Laura, the most, seriously, though, what would you say something that if you had had control of it, what would you have changed about this series? Or where do you think it could have gone if it had kept going? Well, like we said, I think they should have just ick some of that later stuff. And you mean kind stop of, after the first chapter? Yeah, and like maybe have those first few chapters be a flashback of something yes. later on and have Mamoru be the main character and have that just be part of his backstory. That's what I assumed was going to happen, honestly. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't knock him for trying something that I didn't expect. It just didn't make a whole lot of sense. I completely agree. Okay, first off, Kareri should just be dead. Yeah. Yeah. And then the rest of the series should be Raisuke just dealing with this. And he's trying to dealing with the grief. And also, Waste should be evil. They should. They are evil. They do shitty, awful things to these kids. And yet they treat them like, oh, well, they just had to do that. It's all for the best and stuff. It's all it's all OK. You know, it's this series is working within the system to change it. You know, so fucking stupid. Yeah. So what I think should happen is uh, Raisuke has to protect Mamoru from this government agency that's that's following him. Maybe it ends up with him and Mamoru engaging in like Zash Bell style fights. They have one panel that implies that. And I was like, okay, that's cooler than anything you've done in the rest of the series. I do like the idea where if it was just him raising his superpower child and you get flashbacks about the mother and maybe that's like a revelation, like that could have been the revelation, like the end of the first chapter, second chapter, she died sacrificing herself. That would be cool because then, you know, like what the plot is and like maybe it's like a gag manga that has some heartfelt things where it's like raising my super my superpowered baby. Yeah. Yeah. That too. You know, uh, yeah, that's that's really it is he has to deal with waste being assholes and saving his kid and just having semantics where you got a baby. That's the most powerful second on the planet. The problem with this series is that the author wants literally every single moment to be this huge, dramatic, important, climactic moment. But as we have mentioned over and over again, you need the moments in between because the point of a climax is that it pays off a setup. You can't have a climax without tension. So if you don't build any tension, none of it matters. And that's what this series is. Nothing about the series fucking matters. Nothing. And they change it just arbitrarily. It's so stupid. Yeah. God, we are so under time, but I just don't know what fucking else to say. (laughs) This might be like a 40 minute long episode short. Speed run. Yes, any percent discussing manga speed run. It's fine. So then let's go into miscellaneous thoughts. Unless does anyone have anything else? 
I thought it was great when they were like, wait, waste. Can't you just like, can't you just invent some kind of super space rocket and go save my wife? And he's like, yeah, we could do that. But like government doesn't want us to. Too expensive. We could invent the rocket. We know that we could if we tried. In a couple days, we could do that. But we don't have the money. There is literally no way that the government said, we're not going to go save our fucking psychic. Yeah. God, it's so stupid. I do love how uh, Ricegate takes off his helmet in space. And it's the same thing as taking off your helmet underwater when it's like, no, dude, if he did that in space, his head would explode. Yeah. But uh, why don't we go into miscellaneous thoughts? Because it sounds like a miscellaneous thought. So, Jordan, I'm glad you brought up Time Paradox Ghost Rider because actually the best way I feel like I can encapsulate my thoughts are this is the situation from Time Paradox Ghost Rider, which, Laura, are you familiar with that series? I am not. You should definitely read it. It's great. It's about a struggling yeah. manga creator who has a magical microwave that gives him copies of Shonen Jump from the future, and he becomes successful by plagiarizing a series from the future. Well, that's a really good plot line. I like that. It's really good. It's <laughs> really good. It is. This is that manga. If he had only ever gotten one chapter, he could plagiarize. <laughs> and then he had to try to do the rest himself. Yeah. Yeah, except that I think the the first chapter of that series was described as a 10 out of 10, basically. That, or like, like an 11 out of 10. Yeah. And this is not that. Yeah. Like, the first chapter is not that. This is is like a super poor man's version of Time Paradox Ghost Rider. Yes, without but the, I mean, literally, that's it. the only explanation I can I know think. what you mean. That's the only way I can explain the situation that happened <laughs> with this series. Oh, my God. This, uh... God. Oh. Yeah. It really does feel like um, he definitely did work with Iraqi. You know, it's, <laughs> there's some poses. There's some poses, but also just like I feel like the message he got from Iraqi is that you have to be at 10 at all fucking times. Oh, you had a character say something weird. Iraqi has characters say something weird all the time. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Well, things in, Ara- in Jojo don't make sense. But the thing is, Iraqi's so weird and like specific yeah and like kind of edgy actually and this author lacks all of that and it just doesn't work only a rocky can make a rocky as we've talked about that's it it's impossible if you try and say i'm gonna make my version of joe no 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 no. you you can't do it because on paper jojo's bizarre adventure should be complete garbage yeah that's true but laura do you have any other miscellaneous thoughts um i think you guys just about covered it honestly no it's all good I don't know what else to say about this, you know? <laughs> but you know who does have some things to say is Maxi B. So let me read off a few of his notes. So he wanted to say uh, <laughs> he dra- dropped this after the ninth chapter despite liking the author, which is why he did not submit a six-word summary and neither did Tucker because they didn't want to keep reading it. <laughs> this was surprisingly hard to read, you God, know? Like, yeah. Like, here's the thing. Like, usually when I just can't get through a series... A lot of the time, it, like, I'm angry at it or something here. It was just, like... Disappointed. <sighs> Actually, you know what? I was kind of angry about this. I did feel like my time was getting wasted, and I just started rolling my eyes so hard. Fuck. Oh, my God. Oh. This was not a good read. He's such a good guy, Dave. Yep. And then uh, Max V also made the Cars in Space reference, so well done, Jordan. Yeah. And he also notes that there is an unspoken three strikes in your out rule in Weekly Shonen Jump, but he thinks that the author is safe because Soul Catchers was actually a minor success. 
success. And so we'll see. But make, <laughs> make no mistake, as he says, Earth Child is a bomb. So I yes. think Mexico yes. is not a fan. And also, though, we actually have as uh, T Wolfen in the chat, and that's a great point. He brings up dialogue was also an issue. There was so much fucking text, so hard to follow. There yeah. was this weird pseudo narration where the text bubbles change. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. He stretched everything out. Like, why was he with his parents for like three chapters talking about how his, they thought his wife was dead? It's just this offer needed to stall for time. They couldn't go into her room. They never have. Like, even after she left, they just never go into her room because she has something in there. She doesn't want them to see. And it's just a box full of stuff that they gave her because she loves her parents. Isn't that so sweet? Aren't they so nice? Aren't they like the best people? He tried giving himself a plot gift and he just didn't know what to do with the gift. It's like how everyone's like, Oda plans everything so far. And like, no, Oda says things vaguely and generally and then brings it back because that's what good authors do is he doesn't need to know what they were talking about. He doesn't need to know what his power was. He doesn't need to know who died at the time mm-hmm. because you don't know either. And as long as you write it properly, makes it look like it was written. It's like Bakuman, where literally you just reread old chapters and reference things that you didn't think were important, but it makes you look really clever. Exactly. Except for, I would say, I would say Fujimoto actually probably planned a lot of that shit, which I think he said like, he said like 60% Chainsaw Man he planned out. I still need to read Chainsaw Man. Oh, you do have to read Chainsaw Man. You do. I know. We're going to give you time back in this recording. So go read the first chapter of Chainsaw Man after that. Yeah, yeah okay. you have to. That's it for Time Pack's Curious Writer. He got access to Chainsaw Man 10 years ahead of time. And was in <laughs> the first chapter of Chainsaw Man is essentially the impact. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, my God. It's Or, or it's Shark Kick from Look Back. You have to read, Laura, of Look Back if you want to if you want to see the finest one shot ever created. Look Back? Yes. Okay. Look Back makes the first chapter of Earth Child look like the entirety of Build King. Oh. <laughs> Have you read Build King? What's that? God, it's it's so fucking... It's so bad. The power system is based off of colors, but Laura, what's the problem with the medium we're reading it in? Black and white. <laughs> yes. Oh my. That's the level of terribleness you have to deal with with Build King. Build King. By the pedophile who made Toriko. Oh, wow, well, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, does, does anyone have any other miscellaneous thoughts? Fucking memory wiping thing was the dumbest shit. Oh, oh my God. And how we, yeah, we didn't talk about how, like, even though his memory gets wiped, he still remembers her. Yeah, it just doesn't it work. It doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't work on him. His will was just too powerful. Except he's an ordinary, useless guy. Yeah. No, here's the thing. He loved her so much, which implies that, that her parents actually don't love her that much. I guess they don't. Oh, well. <laughs> her oddly extremely old, because why does it like a, a 30 year old have like 80 year old parents? Well, she's also 20. Yeah, exactly. They should have been at most 60 years old. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they were old ass parents. That's why I told Rachel, I was like, we can't have kids. I don't want to be the dude who's got like 60 year old parents at his high school graduation. <laughs> But yeah, and then fuck, fuck me. Just fuck this series. Yeah, yeah. All right, Laura, anything, anything else you want to say? Or should we cut a final verdict? I, I just feel like I, I just want to make sure you've gotten your words in. What made you guys pick this one? It was the most recently canceled series in Show. Oh, Shop. okay. I guess that's fair. Sorry, it wasn't, it wasn't a big discussion. <laughs> that's fine. Oh, what else to say? The dialogue fucking tells doesn't show like it's fucking like that's the point or something. I don't. Uh, yeah, let's move on. I, I have nothing else to, that I haven't said 20 times. I forgot to mention that it's also like double arts where they have to hold hands to use their power. <laughs> or like double farts. Double arts was better than this, though. Significant. 
if this series had kept going, you damn well know they were going to go to Mars and call it Mars Child. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, one more thing. I do have one more thing. I yes, back. what's up? Why what's up? is it called Earth Child when we're all Earth children? <laughs> that is for the listener to figure out. Fucking <laughs> no one knows. As opposed to the children who weren't on Earth or a result of Earth or anything, you know? It would have been cool, actually, if you were born, like, on the space station and you had psychic powers and that's how you get it. Ooh. There's a billion cool things that this could have done. Yeah. Unrelated, by the way, you should definitely catch up on Witch Watch because speaking of fake manga, they have... Laura, are you familiar with Witch Watch? I'm not. So Witch Watch has a fake manga inside of it that like one of the characters really loves. And one of the chapters of Witch Watch is just a chapter of the fake manga. And it just shits on <laughs> Shonen Jump tropes as hard as possible. Oh, man. I really do have to catch up. Someone like talks to the bad guy and he's like, is your plan to save us or take over us? And he goes, both, but yet neither. This <laughs> 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 is the best fucking shit. And they had to put a disclaimer at the start of the chapter to explain, which disappoints me, but people definitely would have been confused about what the, because it's like chapter 86 of a fake manga. It's not even the first <laughs> chapter of it. And it ends on like a really stupid cliffhanger too. <laughs> That's really good. That reminds me, the thing, this manga feels like an accidental parody of manga. Yeah. People say, oh, you can't satirize Araki. How could you possibly make fun of Jojo? How could you make a Jojo parody? Well, this guy did it. And it was a really bad idea. It was really bad. <laughs> all right. But we have some good ideas where we turn into the final verdict, where I think we all know what our opinions are. Mm-hmm. I just want to congratulate Jordan. That was probably the longest miscellaneous thoughts we've ever had in the history of the show, because that was like 25 minutes. Oh, well, I knew we had to fill up time. Yeah, it's great. I'm having fun. But you know what else is having fun? Are the people who wrote their six-word summary. So let's start with Dude Rocks. Cancellation proofs were in the worst timeline. Xylon, nature versus nature, literally AF. ZZ Digital, plot like learning to drive stick shift. Daniel, we're in space. Let's go back. Blah Moo Moo, avoid cool plot lines. Save the world. Scott, how to make magical fatherhood boring. The Laughing Fool, <laughs> we went everywhere and got nowhere. Ain't that the truth? T. Wolfwood, these six-word summaries are good. And yes, he said, that is my six-word summary. Chemmy <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chems feels like a half-forgotten dad story. Glornak, this is, I think is their first six-word summary. Welcome, Ultra Simp and his psychic family. And finally, Generic <laughs> Man, another member of the Shonen Flop research team. And we'll call them The Credibles. That was pretty good. Nice. And how about you, Laura? I know you actually submitted yours in the six-word summary channel. You are the first guest to have ever done that. And I applaud you. Oh, Hell cool. yeah. A lot of our guests write them in this show because they forget Woo! to, which is fine. But I appreciate you doing your homework ahead of time. So please tell us yours. I wrote MILF doesn't die on Big Rock. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you and your MILF. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's correct. The staple. <laughs> I think it's going to start reading the series. <laughs> oh, Jordan, what's yours? Man, Rice Guy's such a good guy. <laughs> He's a rice guy or nice guy. Nice, nice <laughs> guy. Rice guy. <laughs> rice guy. Nice gay. Yes. Uh, all right. Nice gay. Yes, as I said. Um, and mine was even Earth itself wanted this canceled. Yeah. That's why Earth was a bad guy because they were like, if I kill all the protagonists, the series ends. God. God. So, Fucking... any disagreement? <sighs> this is a certified flop. Yes. Certified. Yeah, definitely. Right. So, Laura, since we think no one should probably read this outside of the first chapter, I'm gonna just say that now, so people can't. Jordan can't take the easy route and recommend that. Not that he w- ever would. I would not. Laura, what would you say someone should check out instead of this series? Probably a lot of things, but <laughs> does it have to be like in the same genre or like similar to it? No, it literally some people have recommended the Mandalorian. So you you can literally recommend anything you want. You should watch uh, Gintama because I like Gintama. Oh, Gintama's great. 
Gintama is very Gintama good. Gintama is good, but also intimidatingly long. I love the Gintama opening parody where it's like a parody of like an action show and then the guy takes off his coat and it turns out he's wearing like a Dragon Ball Z outfit and it just turns into the opening of Dragon Ball Z. That's that was good. so good. I love that. <laughs> <Yeah. good. laughs> Gintama's just good. I've seen that too. <laughs> anything by Masaki Yuasa, I guess. I like everything that man does. Kaiba specifically. I also like Lou over the wall quite a bit. It's cute. Devil man, <laughs> anything. Everything except Earth Child, basically. Just like. Laura came prepared. No one should fucking read this. Here's six other things you should check out. I love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan, yeah. How, about, how about you? Oh, man. Um, The Incredibles. I literally, when I said he can't recommend the first chapter, I he just was done. All right, uh, which we did for movie night, which was a lot of fun. So shout out to Ozzy Rat. Still a good movie. I, unlike Jordan, actually have real recommendations where my first one is Three Days of Happiness. If you want something from the vibe of the first chapter, it's very melancholic. It's about a guy who sells his lifespan because he's so broke and how his relationship with the woman who is, I guess, kind of monitoring him before he dies. And wow. If you want something that's more like what the other rest of the series is, 20th Century Boys, absolutely incredible. I think everyone should read it. It is about people just arbitrarily getting psychic powers and dealing with the implications of that. And it's kind of like, what if there was a lot more logic behind the Earth Child system? And it's just a complete masterpiece. Is it actually good? 20th Century Boys? Oh, I'm getting confused with A Gravity Boys. A Gravity Boys is also good. A Gravity Boys is just one of those, like, I haven't read it, so I don't know. But like, I've been hearing like mixed things on it. If you want to hear a lot of penis jokes, that the it's got penis jokes that are actually funny because the author funny. was getting canceled, so we just made a bunch of. He essentially turns into a bleach parody. Is that what it was? Holy yeah. shit! It's a I bleach parody, that. but instead of swords, they talk about their penises, and penises have different elemental, and you have to talk to the soul of your penis. It's you, anyway, <laughs> just like going on. Yes, but a Gravity Boys has one of my the funniest jokes I'd ever seen in a gag manga. Where you know how manga have like those character breakdowns where they talk about like all of the relationships and stuff. Mm-hmm. A Gravity Boys includes characters that actually have never shown up in the manga <laughs> in that chart. And it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. Uh, okay. That sounds good. Anyway, Jordan, is this the worst thing we've ever read? <sighs> oh my god. It's like in the bottom level. <laughs> the only thing keeping it from the bottom is that it isn't like offensive. In that first chapter. That first chapter puts a lot of work in to not be the worst thing we've ever read. Mm -hmm. David, I I don't think it was that good. I think it's just great compared to everything that followed yes. it. I don't I mean, it's better than you're right. I guess it's better than like how many good chapters did Build King have? Well, none. Yeah, <laughs> I really want to read Bone this collection now. had three bone collection had like three, five out of ten chapters. This had one seven out of ten, which I much rather would read. OK, I'll give you that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> how about you, Laura? How does this compare? Is this the worst thing you've ever read in your manga reading history? Oh, God damn, that's tough. Uh, I mean, does that include hentai? Because like, uh, <laughs> if you want to, sure. What's the worst? What's the worst hentai you've read? <laughs> what's the infamous one that people just go by the numbers of for some Bible reason? Black? Oh, yeah. Metamorphosis. Yeah, that one sucks. Oh, that's just grimdark bimbofication. That's not even good. Like, I, I was not. Not your favorite kind of bimbofication is what I can wait, tell Wait, wait, yeah. wait, though. Laura, have you seen the alternative ending to it? I have not. Okay, so there is an ending where it establishes that Metamorphosis was actually said in the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and Chosuke <laughs> shows up <laughs> at the end of the series and saves her <laughs> life. It's, yes! I, it's really, really good. Good. That's great. I love that. And it just flashes to her with her kid saying, and that's how I got my life turned around. <laughs> <laughs> and it just edited Photoshop part four panels in. So that alone makes its existence worthwhile. 
No, it does. That's funny as shit. I don't understand the joke you're making, so I'll have to look this up. Probably the most depressing thing you'd ever read in your entire life. Well, I didn't say I was going to read it. I was just going to look up the Wikipedia page. Is it Metamorphosis? Am I forgetting? Am I fucking the name of Are you talking about Kafka? No. No. You're not talking about Kafka. Let me get this really... I'm going to just look up really depressing hentai. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen some of that. First result, most depressing hentai I've ever read Metamorphosis. It's pretty bad. Yes, it's very, very... The ending is very... I haven't read it. I just know what happens. Oh, I've read it. Wow, tits on Wikipedia. I just needed to know because I read the JoJo ending. Just, just like tits open on Wikipedia. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Anyway, hey. so Jordan's going to go read that. But yeah. while we're doing that, <laughs> I'm going to read out some shout outs. But Jordan is going to go read up on Metamorphosis. Laura, it is an absolute pleasure to have been the first podcast you have been a guest on. Absolutely a ton of fun having you on. And thank you so much for joining us. Where can they find all the wonderful things you do? Okay, well, you can find me on Twitter, Newgrounds, and Patreon. I go by Haha, I'm Laura, and I'm making animations and music. Also, uh, I don't know if I want to drop this now, but uh, on Roku Cable, on a certain channel, you might see something I am I am making. Do tell. Uh, you can find her work on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just scanned the, the plot summary for Metamorphosis. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Pretty depressing. We'll do a group read of the JoJo ending while we're having our audio upload. How's that sound? But yeah, but before that, I want to say thanks to you, Jordan, for making the opening ending theme, being a great co-host and helping with editing. Oh, you're so welcome, David. I also want to give props to Merlisle for the awesome cover art where Jordan has asked her to literally show someone throwing covers of this volume into the garbage, which I now agree with. Oh, wow. At first, David was like, Jordan, the series isn't that bad. You, you were right. And then later you're like, no, you were right. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to give props to Nigel for being our generous art benefactor. Thanks to Dylan for assistance of editing. You can find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at AnimeOutOfContext.com. Thanks again to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. Thanks to T-Root, Ozzy Rat, and T-Wolfwood for being our awesome transcription volunteers. Find that on the site as they become available. We're always looking for more volunteers, and you get awesome perks like early access to episodes, access to Patreon content, merch, and of course, my eternal gratitude and being credited both in the podcast and on our site and doing some awesome work helping people with issues hearing, being able to access our podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever else you get your podcast and come join the Shonen Flop Discord. Open to everyone, patron or not. Come hang with us, talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. We also have a monthly movie night. You can find a link to it in the show notes or on our site. And if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. Today, in fact, we just dropped our spook timber. That's right, we're doing horror manga for September for some reason. Where Jordan, what did we talk about? Yo, yes. go, go, Power Ranger. That was a lot of fun. Jordan didn't have a single bad thing to say about that fart manga. Not a single bad and thing. And you can find that along with some other great content like our thoughts on Blue Box, Akane Banashi, or Peep, 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 or even just getting early access to the episodes or helping us pick what we cover next. You can find that at Patreon dot com slash shonen flop and on that note i'm going to read off some of our wonderful patrons so i want to start with our chainsaw man patrons sentient lesbian food gets me off nice and moving on down is dolphin dad our tracking roving animals for all loving girls and raccoons wolfwood who is listening to us right now then moving down to the king of the forest we have albie cram gabe lando jacob andrew galloway josh robinson kevin briggs marty rachel my lovely girlfriend i bought her some banana pudding it's waiting for her when she gets home scarlet mirman t the real jory trevor schechner and i also want to give a big thank you to our galactic ball federation officers and our beast children 
David, I would like to thank you oh, so thanks, much babe. for the work that you do. And also check out my Instagram, Jordan Forbes Art. I'm still posting drawings of Denji. Just did a new one. It's pretty cool. Check it out. Like everything. Give me money. Thank you. Yeah, give us give money. Give Jordan money. Yes. Yes, please. All right. But with that in mind, let's go on to the sign off. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next Monday as we give our first thoughts on Hi-Fi Cluster. This has been David. This has been Jordan. This has been Laura. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Keep on flopping, floppers. Yeah. Yeah.